Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 22nd day of July. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to switch it up today. It's a Saturday. That means we tell you about the Sunday sermon, but I'm going to switch it up and do our verse first. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll tell you about the sermon to look for tomorrow. We are in Mark chapter 13. I want to deal with the 20th verse today. and I'm just going to, only going to do one verse it's a Saturday. I do want to give the time for the sermon intro or the, the behind the scenes kind of thing. And it's a verse that speaks to this little apocalypse Jesus is talking about. And I'm not one to give you backdrop or, you know, review. The podcast comes at you every day. You don't need me to review it. Many of you listen to these in five, six, seven, eight podcast in a row chunks. And that means you certainly don't need the review. You just heard it a few seconds ago. So verse 20 is speaking from speaking back to the tribulation that Jesus said has not been since the beginning of creation. Unless the Lord, I'm reading now in verse 20, unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. I think this is related in twofold in a way. First of all, I think it's in the past tense because Jesus is referencing what happened in his verse 14 statement, the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, because that happened in their past. And so he's taking the fact that those days were shortened and he's using it as an illustration of what's going to happen in the tribulation that is to come in their future. So in that regard, I think this is the limited period surrounding the destruction of the temple in which unless the Lord put an end to this devastation, no one would live. That the, the Roman desire for vengeance and blood would be so great there would be no one left. But for the elect's sake whom God chose... He shortened the days. I was just out on a run this morning and praying, and I become impressed by the idea that God's chosen people, and that's a source of much contention, phrasing it that way, because who is that? You know my opinions on that. But the fact that we think in terms of God's chosen people somehow receive a greater quantity of the favor of God. That almost seems normal for us to think, well, if if there's a chosen people, then God's hand is on them to do great things. But I'm struck by the fact that God puts this impetus on his people throughout the Bible to reflect his love to the world that they are to become sort of the hands and feet, all the way up into the New Testament terminology in which the church is the body of Christ. If the church is a chosen people, if those in Christ are a chosen people, it strikes me, and I'm working on a sermon that's going to come out very soon, that I'm going to preach very soon on this. It strikes me that the chosen ones, it's more about It's not more about having more stuff and being more blessed. It's about producing the fruit that touches the world. So to be the chosen one 
is to be chosen to reflect the love of God in the world, to be chosen to reflect the mercy and justice of God to his creation, to whom much is given, much is required. So because God had chosen that group of believers in that early church to survive, he had to shorten the days. Probably our greater question is what it would be to be chosen, right? Now I'm working on that. And I think I'm going to preach it soon. Um, Let's leave 20 today. We'll pick up 21 tomorrow. Let me tell you about the sermon you can look for on tomorrow's Sunday drop. We do this every Sunday. Full-length sermon comes at you. We've got a bit of a backlog right now. We've had a big summer of travel. And I just finished in the last six weeks for you, which has encompassed almost all of June and July. Our back-to-back trips at the early part of June, we went to Canada and Wisconsin. We finished those. So what you're going to see for the next two weeks are our monthly meetings we held in the month of June 2023, one in Chapin, South Carolina, and the other one in Flowery Branch, Georgia. The one you'll see tomorrow is from Chapin. This was a message that this is a little shorter than usual. I typically preach somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. This was about 35 minutes with the prayer. I preached just over a half an hour. Um, But this was one where I spent probably 25 minutes. When I went and edited this, there was about 25 minutes of me talking directly to the room. Now, sometimes I air that stuff for you guys, but not always. Probably not as much as you would think. Because being live in a room sometimes necessitates that you say things to the people there that don't necessarily speak to the body at large or to the audience at large. This was one of those where it was particularly long, where I spoke to that. That's sort of our church family. So I spoke into their lives about our direction, our future, and the Father's working some things out to what our future looks like there. So this sermon feels short to me when I get it ed- got it edited because I spoke a long time. But I like this one. I think this is one that you're going to enjoy as well. I call it the vineyard of the Lord. And it's taken from the Isaiah prophecy that God had a vineyard. And then it talks about what the vineyard looks like in in relation to John 15, the, the, the true vine, the branches. And I push back a little bit against an interpretation that I think has become far too common and that is that John 15 is about sin. That if you've got sin in your life, he's going to purge this out. But it's, it's different. And I, I don't want to blow it for you. I want you to feel free to listen and enjoy. I think this is one you're going to like. And this is one that's easy to flow, easy follow. doesn't take long. The vineyard of the Lord. And I pray that you realize you are in the vineyard and he is a good husbandman. And I think as pastors and leaders... We need to concentrate on this aspect of growth a little more than we have in the past and maybe push away from trying to copy the secular leaders of the business and political and military world and start following husbandry. And I'm not talking about being married. I'm talking about taking care of the the vine. So look for the Vineyard of the Lord wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. If you like video, you can get it at our website, paulwhiteministries.com, or our YouTube page, PWM. See you tomorrow. God bless.